Welcome to the Sports Spectrum Podcast, where faith and sports collide. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This is episode number 34 of the Sports Spectrum Podcast, and my name is Jason Romano. We thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. And as always, you can be a part of our podcast at sportspectrum.com, or you can subscribe and download the podcast at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are found. That's where we are. And today's podcast is a little different. Uh, this is, you know, we a lot of these podcasts we tape, you know, two, three months in advance, even a month in advance. This one's basically a couple hours. Uh, we're taping this on Monday, August 28th, around 1, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And our guest today is Iki Soma, and he is the pastor of City of Refuge Church in Houston, Texas. And last night, uh, Sunday night, I was talking to my wife and I asked her, you know, what can we do to help the people in Houston? You feel helpless. I live in, in Connecticut and, you know, so far away. And, you know, besides just donating money, which we'll talk about, and I think that's a great way to help, what else can we do? And my wife said, honey, you host a podcast. And I said, oh yeah, I do. And, uh, and right away when she said that, I said, all right, well, I, I got to contact my friend Icky and see if he'll come on the podcast and just kind of update us on everything that's happening in Houston and it just looks grim and, and and dire down there from everything I'm looking at on the news and on social media. And Icky joins us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Pastor Icky, um, first of all, how are you? How is your family and where you guys are down in Houston? Uh, again, thanks for the interview. Um, yeah, thank you for asking. Um, we're doing well. Uh, my family and I, we've been blessed in the fact that our area of town has probably been hit the least by rain. So I think we've only had about 14 inches compared to some people, 24, even 30 inches of rain. So we haven't had a whole lot of flooding. Um, and church member wise, uh, we've got two of our elders right now, two of our leaders who've actually been displaced from their homes and evacuated because of flooding. So one of them is in a hotel and one of them literally about an hour ago texted me saying, hey, would you pray? Because we're being evacuated right now. And then one of our members, um, I think I sent you that news story. Yes. Jason um, was evacuated. He actually literally had to swim out of his house with his son on his back uh, to get to high ground. So, um, yeah, we've felt it uh, as a church community and obviously as a city here in Houston. Yeah, I mean, talk about that for a minute, what you just what you just mentioned, that news story. You sent it to me, uh, and we'll put it out on our social pages just so people can see it. And it's not anything that we're trying to promote here, but it just shows you what is really happening down there. And it's this guy who's carrying his son through this flood and swimming. And in the interview, his son is talking about, you know, how scared he was and all that, but how much his dad isn't a great swimmer. And his dad's just persevering, just trying to keep his son alive and keep him alive. It's, it's a serious stuff. It is. And, and the thing about it is the, the member's name is Nick, has an amazing testimony. He's formerly incarcerated and God has radically turned his life around. And now he's married. He's got uh, two kids. And just to see him you know, really fighting for his family uh, to survive, even though he can't even swim. And it's cute because his son, Nick, is, I think, five or six years old. And he says, hey, my daddy can't even swim good, you know. But just seeing that courage in the midst of this adversity, yeah, it was very um, – that yeah, lifted me up. <laughs> yeah, it lifted me up tremendously. Absolutely. Now, you know, we all saw that this hurricane was coming. Uh, you know, Harvey is about to, you know, unleash its power on, on southeast Texas. And you don't really know – 
uh, you know, the magnitude of what's going to happen. Some of these hurricanes, I remember reading, I think it might've been Friday morning or midday that, you know, it wasn't going to be as bad as they thought. And the, it was, it was a category four and then it was downgrade to a tropical storm. And it's like, all right, good. Maybe it's not going to be as bad as everybody thinks. So from your perspective, you know, you lived down there a while. What was your initial thought when you were kind of looking and seeing what was coming your way? And, you know, Houston's always prepared to kind of handle these type of things because you're down on the coast. But what was the reaction initially when you saw that this thing was headed your way? Yeah, you're right. I think um, for people living along the coast, whether it's Corpus or Houston, you know, I think we get these types of warnings at least once or twice a year. And sometimes it turn out to be serious, like uh, with Hurricane Harvey. But other times, you know, it just becomes a mad rush to the to the store to get water and food. And then three days later, you're stuck with a ton of food and water you don't know what you're going to do with. And so, yeah, I think there may have been just some um, – because the predicted landfall was so wide all the way from Mexico, I think all the way to Louisiana, that some people probably thought, you know, the chances of it, of it hitting us – you know, may not be great. And so maybe took it a little bit too casually. And then it hits, it comes and you realize what's happening. And now you said, you know, you said where you live, it was just 14 inches of rain, which still is an insane amount of rain. It really is in the short, short amount of time. And other areas are getting hit with 22, 24 inches and it's still raining there. Uh, more to come. Of course, we're taping this on Monday, August 28th, around one o'clock Eastern time or so for those who are just listening. And, there's more to come, but it hits, it comes, it happens. And you said where you lived, you guys were spared and that's great, great news. And obviously people in your congregation, you know, some people were displaced, but what about where your church is, is located and, and what that looked like from where, from where you live and from where the hurricane hit? Sure. And actually, you know, let me give you a stat since you are in Connecticut too. So, um, okay. One reporter said that you can take one inch of rain and that equals 10 inches of snow. So to the folks in Connecticut, you know, imagine getting, you know, in one day or I'm sorry, one 24 hour period, you know, 14 to 20 feet of snow and even some areas even more, you know, 40 feet of snow in three days. So that's the amount of precipitation that we've had here in Houston over the last uh, three days. So, yeah, I think uh, Houston is the Bayou City. That's what it's called. So it's built on slow moving rivers and marshes. And so whenever we get storms, whether it's Hurricane Ike or Tropical Storm Allison, you know, the city's ready. We're ready to handle these situations. And even in our neighborhood, <clears throat> we had to uh, get flood insurance. And, you know, the builder said, hey, your your roof and all this is rated for hurricane force winds and the foundation is hurricane proof and all these things that we have to do to prepare. And then if you go through neighborhoods in Houston, uh, in Houston, around Houston, you'll see these lakes all around Houston. And then usually they'll make them in these kind of these uh, ornamental lakes with fountains and you know, they'll name the neighborhoods after, you know, famous cities and maybe San Diego or Hawaii or something like that. But really the retention ponds and they're built. So when it rains excessively, that those ponds will fill up rather than the streets and homes being filled up with uh, rain. So again, in our area, all the retention ponds are full uh, and they're actually uh, going over now and the bayous in our area are all going over. Uh, the rivers in our area are all spilling over now as well. They're expecting a record uh, at the Brazos River, 59 feet. And the record is 54 feet. And even at our church, uh, there's a highway, Highway 288, that takes you directly into our church. And it's below ground. And so it actually becomes a lake. And so right now we can't get to our church directly on 288 because it's under probably 20, 30, or 40 feet of water. As a pastor, you know, people turn to the pastor in time of need, spiritually wise, spiritual wise. You know, certainly in my church and 
where we are in Connecticut, when people have a need, they come to the congregation, they come to the leadership, they come to the pastor. So what is your role in that realm like right now as being the you know, spiritual <clears throat> leader, spiritual head of your congregation? Right. So one thing that I've done is kind of be the coordinator of trying to connect people who have offered help, uh, whether it's a place to stay or uh, some type of clothing, things like that with people in need. So I've played the role of kind of the connector of the two. Uh, so that's one area. And then also, as soon as I'm done with this interview, I'm going to shoot a quick video and put it on our uh, church uh, Facebook page to say, hey, you know, this is kind of what the Lord offers and comforts his people as we're going through situations like this. So I think there's a spiritual side of it, really, you know, speaking God's truth to people, especially in adverse times like this, but also being the role of kind of that shepherd leader that connects people in need with those who are able to help out at the time. There's so much division in our country right now, Icky, and Icky Soma is our is our guest here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. He's a pastor of City of Refuge Church down in Houston. And as I mentioned, there's so much division right now in the country from race and culture and politics. And from what I see <laughs> social media, none, it seems like none of that matters right now. And that's the beauty. People seem to be remembering that we're all human and that we're all called to serve and help our fellow man, our fellow woman, our fellow child. Are, are you seeing that really right now down there in Houston? We are. And that's one of the, the, the beauties of Houston. So we had a flood uh, about a year ago, actually on tax day, they, for some reason they name them after a significant event. So we had the tax day flood of last year, April 18th. And then the year before that, the Memorial Day weekend flood of 2015. And during those times, again, as people are losing homes and losing cars and getting flooded out, uh, it's just been awesome to see um, people across Houston, greater Houston, come and to serve their neighbor and love their neighbor. Yeah, it's been a blessing. That's awesome. And, and Houston has obviously sort of on the other side hosted many of the evacuees from, from different <clears throat> catastrophes from New Orleans during Katrina back in 06 to others. And you see that same hospitality sort of being extended your way now? We do. So I just found out today that Dallas has opened up its doors and they're setting up the uh, convention center there to host uh, 3,000 evacuees. Uh, so I've just heard about that this morning. Give us an idea of where Houston is in conjunction to San Antonio, Dallas, those type of cities that we've known, you know, just from being a sports fan. Sure. So San Antonio got hit pretty hard, too, uh, by Harvey. I've got a couple uh, friends over there. Matter of fact, the chaplain for the Spurs is a good friend of mine, and uh, they got hit over there as well. So they're about three hours west of us, and then Dallas is about uh, three and a half, four hours north of us. Did you see a lot? Did you see a lot of people recognizing the magnitude of this and just and getting out or were a lot of people kind of caught off guard with the amount of rain and that's why you know you're seeing some of the the rescue efforts that are happening yeah i think people were caught off guard and um saturday was kind of a a strange situation because friday it rained almost all day and then all of a sudden saturday we woke up and from i think 9 a.m or in the morning until early evening we barely had any rain. And as you know, there's that fight the night that, that night, the Texans had a game. And so I think a lot of people thought, Oh, maybe the rain's not coming. Maybe it's not going to hit us that hard. Yeah. And so they went out to go watch the fight or go watch the game, you know? And, uh, I think the initial reports I heard were there were 2000 reports on Saturday night and almost all of them were stranded motorists who had gone out on Saturday night and, uh, got stuck. So I think, yeah, Saturday was kind of this thing that really, messed us up because I think people thought, you know, it's just sprinkling really lightly. It's just cloudy, a little overcast. 
maybe we're okay. Uh, and then around 10 o'clock, the storms really began hitting. All the bands of, of storms began to hit. And like, uh, I think we got three to five inches within an hour, and that took everyone totally off guard. Man, that's a lot of rain in just an hour. I mean, yeah. when you get that, that is, it's just the, the you know, civilization isn't equipped to handle that just in general. You mentioned the equivalent if we were in Connecticut of 40 inches of snow. When we get 40 inches of snow, and if that's happened one time in the 17 years I've lived in Connecticut, uh, the city just shuts down. I mean, right. you just spend three, four days kind of cleaning up all the snow and moving it. And kids were off of school for a week. And so I just wonder what's that been like down there just in terms of not just the cleanup efforts, but the what you would anticipate being the, the long-term effects to this. You know, kids are back in school, I think, in Texas. They're not back in school yet here in Connecticut this week is when that's happening. But I think they're back in school in the South. So what's that been like? Yeah. And so um, they've canceled school. Most of the major school districts in greater Houston have canceled school uh, this whole week. As a matter of fact, my daughter didn't have school on Friday as well. So they canceled school all day Friday. All the football games, scrimmages, volleyball games were all canceled on Friday. Uh, and then they've canceled everything for this week, uh, school, uh, volleyball, football. And and, you know, it takes an act of Congress to cancel football games, high school football games in Texas. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's serious if they're going to cancel these games. So um, they won't start school again until the Tuesday after Labor Day. And that's what they're when they're hoping to start the school again. OK, that Tuesday after Labor Day would be September 5th. So that's, yep. that's still as we're taping this over a week away. Uh, now, you mentioned to me just as we were going back and forth on social media a little bit, there's a member of the Texans uh, football team that attends your church. Have you been in touch with him or any of the Rockets players that you might chaplain, chaplain in regards to how their homes or families have been impacted by this? Yeah, and actually one specific prayer request, the head chaplain for the Rockets, um, I just texted him. So he his home, his subdivision is on the banks of the Brazos River, and they're asking for families to evacuate from that area. So I believe he's under evacuation right now himself. So wow. it's directly even affecting the chaplaincy of the Houston Rockets. Uh, and then also, yes, one of the Texans, he texted me, I think Saturday morning saying, Hey, pastor, how are things going? And we exchanged texts for a while. And I said, and I know his home is his area is being heavily hit by the flooding. And I said, how are you doing? And he said, actually the Texans flew us directly, uh, from New Orleans to Dallas. And so he said, we're sitting dry here in Dallas. And I know the game on Thursday night is still in question as well, whether they'll play it, uh, here in Texas, I mean, Houston or uh, cancel it or play it in Dallas. So uh, he just said, we're up in Dallas and we're here practicing right now. So, you know, even the NFL had to make some changes based on the weather. Yeah, of course. And and who knows? I'm sure that the, the season is still, you know, 15 days away or 13 days away or whatever it is. So there's still time, but certainly, uh, you know, f sports kind of takes a back seat in all this sure. and everybody's just sure. trying to help each other out. But you see a lot of people, JJ Watt's been doing an amazing job on social media to bring awareness. And certainly he is a large following on social media and getting people to kind of help and you see certainly the red cross and others and so i don't want to you know you know uh point out specific people or that are helping out everybody's trying to help and that's important and that's what we want so you see a lot of posts on that but there are others and especially all around the country who listen to this podcast who are you know like myself that want to help uh, but they're not sure where their money's going or whatever uh, or they want to do more something that's directly going to those in need right there in Houston and the surrounding area. So I'll simply ask this to you, Pastor. How can we help? What is a way to help? Sure. So one way, uh, Jason, tangibly, physically, that people can help, and this is from the Houston Police Department and the Harris County Sheriff's Office, 
is for people, I would say, in the surrounding states of Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, even further, we've had uh, teams come. If they have a John boat or a boat, like an airboat, and can come to Texas, to Houston, and the surrounding areas to help do rescues, uh, that's what they're asking for. And their number is 713-881-3100, 713-881-3100. And they're asking for people, if you've got a boat and can come to Houston to help do water rescues, uh, please come. Because there are still thousands of people who are you know, sitting on top of their roofs, sitting on the second floor of their homes uh, who need to be rescued. And what about your website? I know your church is partnering with some other people to kind of help take in mm-hmm. donations, uh, monetary donations. Can you help us uh, with the information on that? Sure, sure. Uh, thanks for asking about that. Yeah, so um, our website is cityofrefuge.org, cityofrefuge.org. And in the top right-hand corner is a button that says Donate, and people can donate, and it'll say, who would you like to give to? And you can indicate give to Hurricane Harvey relief. And 100% of that will go to people who've been displaced or need because of Hurricane Harvey. The other group we're working with is Somebody Cares International and much smaller than the Red Cross, but they're a Christian organization with boots on the ground. And they're currently in Rockport and in Houston, uh, going door to door, rescuing people, uh, meeting people in shelters and providing physical needs, food, clothing, things like that. And so we've asked people to also consider Giving to them, my wife and I just gave to them this morning, and their website is somebodycares.org, and their number is 713-621-1498. That's great. I want all of our listeners to hear that again. So cityofrefuge.org is your website. That is for your church, and there's a donate button at the top right of the website. People can click and donate and just put in the in the area what they're donating to. Put Harvey Relief, you said 100% of all those proceeds go to help people displaced right down on the ground there in Houston. And of course, the other website, somebodycares.org, which you mentioned, it may not be as big as the Red Cross or others or Samaritan's Purse, but they're there. They're down right in the Houston area and they're helping boots on the ground help people who are displaced and just getting them to to safety. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Matter of fact, the, the director of it, um, Doug Stringer, a friend of mine, he just says, hey, if you know of an address where someone needs to be rescued, text it to me. I, mean, I can't promise we'll get there, but you know, we've got guys on boats who are going to these neighborhoods rescuing people. So, I mean, that's how, how much of boots on the ground that they are. Yeah, the, the, just watching this from afar, Icky, and, and watching what's happening on social media and all the different – it's amazing the outreach, by the way. Social media has a lot of negative side to it, but it's been such a positive side to, to see these people sharing stories, to, to use social media as a way to help others, uh, which has been wonderful. And just the pictures have been so – uh, gut-wrenching to look at and, and horrific at the same time, but also very positive. You see God uh, doing a lot of work through a lot of people, being the hands and feet of Jesus down on there uh, in Houston and helping them out. So uh, I don't really know what else to say. I'll just leave you with the floor at the end here if there's anything else you want to add before we uh, before we say goodbye. Yeah, and, and you hit the, uh, the nail on the head, and I do listen to the podcast, and I know you normally end the question is, with, uh, hey, what is God teaching you right now? <laughs> That's right. I didn't think it was appropriate for this kind of an interview, but if you want to answer that, go right ahead. Sure. And 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 that's the thing. So, you know, I pastor a multi-ethnic church, uh, very diverse, socioeconomically, ethnically, culturally, and people ask me, what's the secret sauce? And I just say, we lift up Jesus and make disciples of Jesus. You know, the preferences that we have, we lay aside. And that's one of the things I love. I've been a chaplain for NCAA football 
And for that, you know, you usually have the home team, the away team, and it's just one team, and you've got to kind of give that rah-rah speech to get everybody hyped up. But in the NBA, the chapels are open to both teams and anyone even associated with the teams. And so that's been the cool thing to see, you know, people from different cultures and both teams and, and coaches and trainers and, and even scorekeepers all come to chapel regardless of their age, ethnicity, socioeconomic background. And the fact is for that 15 minutes, even though in an hour they're about to you know, bump heads and, and lock elbows, um, we come one under Christ. And I think that's been the blessing even with this hurricane to see the church come together and there's pastors in Katy and North Houston and we're going to get together with pastors in the third ward to really f- figure out how we can serve our community in times like this. And so, yeah, this is, that's, that's uh, really kind of what God teaches me now is just that Romans 8, you know, it talks about how what we see today with Hurricane Harvey and, and the flooding and the, and the suffering is the earth. This is groaning. It's saying this is not how life is supposed to be and is just waiting for God to make all things new to usher in the reign of Christ. And so, you know, Paul encourages saying us when you're going through trials and, and the earth is groaning and you're groaning, don't ever think that God doesn't love you. And then there's that passage, you know, God calls all things work here for the good. And then he goes in at a litany in verses 31 to 39 about God's love for us. And so that's what I would just say. You hit it, uh, the nail on the head that even during suffering and difficult times like this, we can see God's love all around us. And uh, we, never, we, we should never forget that God loves us. I was uh, lucky to go to Houston in 2016 for the NCAA Final Four. Spent a couple of days there working with Mike and Mike. And then last year, really this year, in February, being down there for a few days with Mike and Mike, it was one of the last, it was the last um, assignment that I had with them was to go work the Super Bowl in Houston. And Houston is an awesome city. It's very large, and very big. I don't think people realize how big it is. It's the fourth largest city in the United States. But the people there were awesome. And it's such a diverse group, an eclectic group of people that were there. And so it really does pain me. And I've only been there twice, but it pains me to see what's happening down there. So you know, our, par- our prayers, Pastor, are with you, are with all the people in Houston, certainly your congregation. And again, cityofrefuge.org is the website where you can donate. Just put Harvey Relief in there and 100% go. Uh, the funds go to help the people in Houston and certainly somebodycares.org. Somebodycares.org is another website that you can help and donate as well. Please know, Pastor, that we're praying for you all down there. Uh, and if this podcast in any way can be a platform to help others during this recovery, whatever it is, please don't hesitate to reach back out because we truly do want to help. And, and so we thank you for, for being here on the podcast. Jason, thank you. On behalf of the city of Houston and greater Houston and also city of refuge church. Uh, thank you for putting us on the podcast and really helping get the word out about how your listeners can come help, uh, come alongside us and help. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And we thank you all for listening to the sports spectrum podcast. We will see you next time right here on the sports spectrum podcast. Mm-hmm.